This is the podcast Carrie Bradshaw would have made if she were a 20-something in 2021. A place where you'll find candid chats with my closest girlfriends, or even with strangers, about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the sexy parts of our lives. From love to friendship, life to heartbreak, you'll feel like you're sitting right here with us, joining us for a glass of champagne. In today's episode, we're talking all things digital dating. From the hots to the knots to the do's and the don'ts, and sharing those places you shouldn't do the deed. Hello, and this is episode two of The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, and The Sexy. Welcome back. We're really glad to be back ourselves. And this is Gab here, and I've got Lance with me. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, after our technical hiccup, I'm, I'm feeling better yeah. now that we're good to go. I feel it's like two hours later. Yeah, after some tech issues, some swapping rooms, I think you'd all be dying of laughter if you saw where we're sitting right now. And we have to take a photo of this. We do. And when we post this episode, let's pop it up onto the Instagram. Yes, which you can follow us at and always the sexy and keep up to date with everything we're doing. So today's episode, I had an idea on how to start our episodes and Lance gave it a really cute name. We're going to call it the catch up. Each episode will just start off with a catch up of say the last, no, something that's happened in the last seven days that you think's worth sharing. Yeah, so something funny, something embarrassing, or a time where your standards for men are so low that you're really impressed. So I've got a story yep, hit from this week. So as we all know, it was Galentine's Day on Sunday, not Valentine's Day. Gays and the girls, Galentine's. And a good friend of mine and I went out for a little pub crawl, but we only made it to three pubs because we just didn't really plan and got too drunk very fast. Mm -hmm. So we were sitting at the Cordy, the courthouse in Newtown, and we'd been playing piccolo. We had a group of people watching us do a thumb war, (laughs) which was fun. And I said to my friend, I was like, oh, I found this guy on TikTok who's really funny, he's trying to become a comedian, and I was like, can I show you a video? So some context, my friend, his background is Egyptian and Orthodox religion, so quite different to me, who's like Bogan Aussie, and the humour is very Bogan Aussie. And so I showed him a video, which I thought was hilarious. It was basically him acting out those guys who think they always cool. And I was dying. I thought it was so funny. And my friend just looked at me and was like, oh, like, I don't get it. Like, it's not funny. And me in my drunk state was so offended that he didn't think it was funny. Because I'm obsessed with this guy. I've even shown my mum his videos. Like, that's how much I love him. Yes. So in my drunk state, I pulled up Instagram and sent him a message and all I wrote was, you are the funniest fucker. Ha 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 ha. Like that's what I wrote. (laughs) Oh no. So it's Valentine's Day and you've just said... Valentine's. Sorry. Galentine's Mm. Day. We're rebranding. I like that. (laughs) I like the rebrand. And you've just messaged a TikToker. And when you told me this story, I was assuming maybe like 40,000 followers, Nelly making it, but not, not quite, quite there yet. And how many followers does he have I on think Instagram? He has like four and a half. 
So he's thousand quite... four and a half thousand. Yeah, sorry. So he's pretty underground, but I think he's hilarious. And so yeah, didn't think much of it after I'd sent the message, and then a couple. I think it was like it must have been like Monday or Tuesday. Notification pops up on my phone, and it's him. And he <laughs> replied, and he was like, thank you so much. Like, this means so much to me. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, he's so sincere right now. And I was a drunk idiot messaging him. So I did end up replying again and just said, oh, my God. Like, I was so drunk. But 100% stand by my comment. I think you are really yes. funny. He hasn't replied to that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was That's, a funny story. Yeah, I'll show you one of his videos later. And you can decide what you think. Yeah, I'll be the judge. But we are actually having a glass of champers right now as well because we forgot to in episode one and we did plan to pop the bottle in the episode as a bit of a cute little section but because of all our frustrations we needed the alcohol inside the bottle we did earlier it's mm -hmm. it was chaos but here we are We're we're good to go So today's episode, we are going to look into the world of digital dating, which is something I've found myself in for the last 18 months. Yeah. You dipped your toe in it. On the weekend, <laughs> I 24 hours on Bumble and I quite literally thought, holy fuck, this is the dating world in 2021. I'm disgusted mm. and I deleted it. So you weren't even there through COVID. No. That was fun. Mm. It is definitely a very unique world. Tinder, Hinge, mm. Bumble. I have to admit, I am on all three. Really? But if I was to rank them... Please. I think I would put Hinge at the top, Tinder second, <gasps> and, Bumble and I hate last. Bumble. And do you hate Bumble because you have to make the first move? Yes. Okay. But I, when I was using it quite frequently, I would message people first, mm. and then you just wouldn't get a reply. Yeah. Like, that's the worst part, is when you actually put yourself out, mm-hmm. and you get nothing back. It's frustrating. Yeah. Which I was reading before, I was trying to do some research, mm-hmm. because that's just the kind of person I am, and I was reading that uptake of digital dating, like, using dating apps to find a partner has gone up, and the instances of matching people have gone up. But the actual instances of people meeting up with people they've connected with on the internet isn't matching those stats, which I think rings true. Because as I said, I've been on dating apps for quite a while now. All three? All three. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but the three main ones in this day and age. There's a dating app, but it actually uses location. Like, it just says, this person is near you in proximity. One kilometre, go run for them. Yeah. Like, I know someone who met their husband that way. Wow. Yeah. And is it an app or a site? Like, an online? It's an app. It's called Happen. Never heard of that one before. But yeah, so going back to what I was saying, I agree that the rate of meeting people from dating apps would not correlate with the amount of people on it. Matching. Yeah, because I've only gone on technically three dates from a dating app. Yeah. And how many people do you reckon you would have matched with? Oh, well, like, I reckon on Hinge, there's probably, like, 80. Yeah. I couldn't... Like, on Tinder, I go through and delete people after a while. Unmatch them, yeah. there's probably hundreds on Tinder, and then Bumble doesn't really even count. So yeah, that is a such a low rate of actually getting something out of it. Yeah, 
So the first guy I went on a date with, actually even before him, there was a guy that I was talking to for about three weeks and he was really nice. And then all of a sudden I was just like, no, I don't want to do off this. It. I was so off it. And I just ghosted him so bad, oh. which is so mean, but I just did not feel it at yeah. all. So then this guy, we should give him a name. He can be Dixie Chicks because he really liked the Dixie Chicks. Oh. Oh, but they're called the chicks. He can be the chicks. The chicks. Like the band. We matched on Tinder, and I remember I wasn't convinced completely from his photos, which is always the worst about guys yeah. on Tinder, is they never have good photos. But he seemed really genuine from his photos because they weren't good. I feel like it made him seem nicer because mm-hmm. he wasn't really caring about his looks. And yeah, we matched, and then we were having really good conversations, like really long conversations. He got my number. I we were texting and then he'd asked me early on to go on a date and I had just been like yeah yeah like whenever and then it got to like two weeks of us talking and I was like it, I've just got to do it otherwise I'm never gonna do it I'm just gonna be too scared and so I was at a tiny house party because my friend has a tiny house yes and yeah. we were on this property in a tiny house which was so fun and I just messaged him and I was like so like do you want to get a drink tomorrow so I think that was the Friday so then I asked if he wanted to get a drink on the Saturday but he couldn't so then he was like why don't we do the Sunday yes so I was like yep okay and then he was like where do you want to go like do you have any suggestions and I was like oh Squires Landing <laughs> I love Squires Milk Landing him. <laughs> yeah I was like it's a nice place you get this view so then caught the train into the city because I wasn't living in the city at the time I remember and I was so scared I was like am I even gonna know who he is looking at him in the crowd and then I got off the train walked down to the wharf terminal that's at Circular Quay and then I saw him like across the way. We both recognised each other, which I was like, thank God, because I always get really scared. That catfish. My, that I'm catfishing. I know. I'm terrified of doing that. And I was my first thought was, oh, you're so much hotter. <laughs> like, that's so good. And so then we walked down. It was a little bit awkward. And I didn't have big expectations going into it because I was like, you don't want to, you know, plan the next 10 years of your life with the guy. You don't no. want to spiral. Yeah. So I thought maybe a couple hours here or there and then we ended up spending six and a half hours together. Was he the hotel room? He was the hotel (laughs) room. (laughs) So I'll get I'll get into that. Yeah we sat at Squires for probably like four or five hours. I didn't eat. He went and bought me a glass of wine and I didn't know that Squires had sizes for wine. They have small and large. Like a bucket and just a... no, like it's just the glass. It's got two levels, ah. so I think I was drinking Riesling. So the glass it had like a quarter, and then yeah. large was like a half. Yeah, and he brought it out, and I was like, Jesus, that is big. And he's like, I didn't want to look stingy if I didn't get you the large. Oh, shit. Like he was so sweet. He was definitely. He kept telling me, I'm introverted. I'm introverted. I'm introverted. And I didn't really get it completely. He definitely was shyer than me, which is story of my life. I'm always the most outgoing person. But I didn't quite understand. I didn't think he was as introverted as he thought he was. Because we did. We had really good conversations. All that. Obviously, we spent a lot of time together. So, yeah, we were at Squires for a while. Then we went to Cruise Bar, which is on the other side. And I was pretty drunk, which was not mine. It was a Sunday. I had work the next day. I remember you texting me and being like, I'm drunk. And I'm like... 
get yourself a glass of water. Oh, my God, Gabby, like, no, 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 this was not supposed to happen. You were just going to have casual dinner and drinks and now Didn't even have dinner, (laughs) just drank. So we were sitting at Cruise Bar and he, we were talking and I tried to whip out, and you know what this is, but I'm not going to say what it is because we're saving it for an episode, this list of questions. And me and my drunk state, I was like, let's ask each other these questions. I think I got to question. That's next level. I know. I know. That's how drunk I was. It felt Mm. like we had three dates in one go. We just kind of like went through because I read articles before I went on the date. You read a lot of articles. I love a good article. But I was reading, what do you ask someone on a first date? Like, how do you first date? So you whip out these questions. Because I hadn't had a first date since I was 17. And I feel like dating at 17, dating at 22 is different. Very different. Yeah. And it was like, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Don't talk about your ex. We did all of that. All of that. Oh, he, you broke all of the rules. We broke all the rules. But we had a good date. So I'm asking these questions. We got to question two and he kissed me like mid-sentence. <gasps> and I was like, okay, one, he wanted me to shut up because I was clearly talking too much. But then two, I was like, great, we're kissing now. And he... Wait, I have a question. Was that awkward? No. Like you were in the middle of a bar. Mm, and... We were kind of like on the edge. Okay. So it was sort of out of the way. We went like smack bang in the middle of yep. the bar. Because if I saw that, I would probably... And it was like out... We were in the judge. outdoor section. Okay. And the secchi there, him and I are like best mates because me and my cousin go there quite a lot. Okay. So he knows both of us. And yeah, so we started kissing and then he said to me, I want to take you somewhere more private. I want to be somewhere private with you. And I don't really have qualms about anything. Like nothing... I don't really get offended or I don't find anything that awkward. And so... I already knew he lived at home. I was living at home at the time. So I was like, oh, let's just get a hotel room. And he was like, what? And I was like, why don't we just go buy a hotel room? Well, we're not just going to go and have sex in the bloody bathroom, are you? No. Or in the middle of the street or something. (laughs) Like, it's a pretty busy place, Circular Quay, so it's not like you can get too adventurous. We started walking around the rocks, and I knew there was a hotel in the rocks because I'd stayed there with a friend of mine, but we couldn't find it, and I couldn't remember what it was called. So I rang her drunk, and I was like, hey, like, don't stress, but like, where Where's that hotel in the rocks? And she's like, it's, you know, near the Argyle, all that. She goes, why? I'm like, oh, I'll have to explain later. Because he didn't want me to ring her. And I was like, well, do you want to find a hotel? Or can I just ring her? I spoke to her and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll message you, like, all good. So then we hang up, we found the place, and we're both drunk trying to book the room, trying to act like we aren't drunk. And I just whipped out my credit card and paid for it on my credit card. Yeah, I can't believe you did that. Yeah, and so then we went up to the room and then, yeah. Did the deed. Did the deed twice. <laughs> I had my parents ringing me because it was about nine o'clock at this point I'd left at about 10 11 a.m in the morning yeah it was nine o'clock and I went, I'm sitting in the bathroom you know how like girls sort of gotta get ready yeah. before you have sex so mum and dad rang me and they're like where are you are you okay like what are you doing yeah well you're on a date with yeah. someone that you met on a dating app yeah that you've never met before and all of a sudden you haven't come home for yeah. hours and hours. Yeah. So were you just like, I'm fine, I'm fine or were you... Yeah. Because like, you were drunk at this point, so how did yeah. you really play it down? I think I am good at composing myself when I was drunk. I was just like, yeah like we're hanging out, it's all good, like I'm gonna come home, just not yet. And they're like, okay, okay, fair enough. Then we like cuddled. It was very intimate. We were cu- 
cuddling. I was like playing. I remember playing with his beard and we were just kind of looking at, at each other. And were it, you thinking, I've just met the love of my life? Uh, no. I now, I now realise that I think I actually did really like him. Mm-hmm. But I think he was a very relationship person yeah. and casual sex and, and dating was it, something he was very uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable. I was going to say it made him uncomfortable. Yeah, I just don't think he was used to it. And I think it was a little bit of a, a shock to the system. It was. Because... As I said, stuff like that doesn't bother me. But, yeah, it wasn't anything against me. It was just more he wasn't used to doing that. He pretty much just, like, girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. We ended up leaving after, and he was terrified to leave. He's like, what do we do with the key? All of this. I'm like, just leave it in the room. Like, they'll get it tomorrow. It's all good. And then when we walked out, he was, like, acting like we were going to dinner. He was, like, doing this whole thing. And I was, like, laughing because I was, like... He was putting an act on. Putting an act on because that's how, like mortified he was about leaving oh like, my walk God. of shame whereas like I was laughing yeah like, that's fun it's a bloody <clears throat> Sunday night you've both got to go to work in a couple of hours you're yeah. doing the walk of shame yeah because I didn't get home until like midnight then we left and we spoke because he sent me money he paid more than half the room which was like quite gentleman so of him I'm 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 all for like equal like half half I'm not I don't expect the man to pay for everything I'm the same. but yeah he paid a little bit more than half which was nice I didn't ask him to do that and yeah so we spoke for a couple of days after that and then nothing for two weeks this. or so I remember and then out of the blue one night 10 o'clock it was late you called me about this yeah I got this like essay from him which mm-hmm. was really it made me sad that he had been stressing about that he'd worked himself up for two weeks yeah like he that thought that he almost he'd, like he disrespected you yeah i think that's what he felt that he disrespected me he'd acted like an asshole and that i was sitting here thinking what a dick i didn't think that at all he was he's literally one of the nicest guys i've ever met the most respectful guy i've ever met to like have a one night stand with and being with you and i just replied to him like all good you know because he just said to me i don't know what i want and i want a relationship or stay single and i was like fine like i don't know either and by this point it had been two weeks he was like out of your thought process. Pretty much. Yeah. I didn't know what he was trying to get at, so I kind of just left it. And then, and now, to this day, I still don't really know what he meant, whether he meant let's keep going or not. So the chicks... Got brushed under the rug. He has been brushed under the rug. But it was a very good start to dating on Tinder, and on dating apps. Because it was such a good experience, it made me more confident to keep going. Because I think if it had been a traumatic or like a really bad experience, I would have been like, nah, tap now. Then Christmas and stuff happened, so I didn't go really on any dates that soon after this one. But I was on Hinge. So I met the chicks on Tinder and guy number two, who I'm going to call shit at Pinball, because he was really bad. Let's call him Pinball. (laughs) Pinball. (laughs) So Pinball, he came up on Hinge. And for anyone who knows me, I'm obsessed with music, whether it's singing, musical theatre, just music in general. I love music. And his first message was, hey, can I send you a playlist? And I thought, 
oh, here we go. He's going to be flexing how good his music taste is. I'm like, all right, give it to me. Because I think one of my questions... Me. <laughs> one of my questions on Hinge is that I like musical theatre. So he would have seen that. So he sends me this playlist and I open it up and the titles of the song in this playlist read out, this is not exactly what it said, but it was something along the lines of, hey, you're really cute, can I take you out for a drink sometime? So as you read down the playlist, the titles read that out. I love that. It was it was pretty good. And I was telling my housemates because I was I was laughing so much at it. Like I enjoyed it so much. Then my housemate came in, knocked on my door and was like, Gabby, are you okay? Like, are you crying? And I'm like, yeah, crying of laughter. Like, like, this, this is, is so fantastic. funny. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going to go because I said, are you serious? And he's like, obviously. And my housemate was like, this is so up your alley. Like, you need to go. So we went and we went to this bar called Frankie's. And when did you go? You didn't go like the same night, No, no, did no. You? This was like a week later oh, yeah, or something. Okay. So we went to, yeah, we went to a bar, which is this cool little underground grungy pizza bar. And that was a pretty good a date as well. We ended up doing music trivia. Right up your alley. Yeah, but it was not music I listened to. (laughs) But we got to watch some guys play in a band, which is so weird because you can't really do that at the moment. And it was really fun. We both did terrible. And I have to admit, he was very big into like guitar, guitarists. And I know quite a few because of my ex, because he oh. played guitar. So baggage. Baggage, yeah. So I tried to like flex my guitar knowledge and I was like, oh, so do you listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan? Like, do you know who that is? No idea. Yeah. He hugged me because I knew who that was. Oh no. He was like, no one ever knows who that is. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't really know. Thanks, baggage. Thanks, baggage. Because I was like, yeah, I've seen one of his guitars at the Met in New York. And he was like, fuck off. Like, that's amazing. So, yeah, thanks, baggage, for <laughs> the, the knowledge to, like, help me pick up the guys now. So, yeah, and then we were going to go to another bar again. I was drunk. This is the running trend yeah. of these dates as I get drunk. It happens, doesn't it? Mm. And I feel like you get drunk, your walls come down, and you get horny. Pretty much exactly where I was going with that story. So we walked out, and he's like, you're pretty cute. And I was, like, vomiting my mouth. But I was just like, <laughs> I hate it. I hate being called cute. I think because I'm small and short. And yeah, I've been called cute, like, all the time, and I hate it. Anyway, so, yeah, he was, like, hinting that he was keen. And so I was just like, do you want to go back to mine? And he was like, yep, okay, so we went back he to mine. He smashed you up against a wall. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. He, he didn't just say, me, like, fine. He yeah. whomped. I think it was, like, a bank or something. We just, like, shoved up against the wall, waited for the Uber. Then we got back to mine, and then we were, like, talking for a bit. It was sort of weird, and then we got into it, and it was odd. It was okay. Like, it wasn't great. But then after, he's like, so how did I do? And I was Who like... asks that? Yeah, and I was like, um, I don't know, good. What do you mean? And he's like, no, I need more. Like, what, what was good? Uh, like, I don't know, the end, I guess. Um, um when you're finished and yeah. it was over? <laughs> Literally what I was thinking. And he's like, oh, you know, I just like to get feedback so I can improve for next time. And then he proceeded to tell me, like, the best sex he ever had in his life. I'd been like, get the fuck out. Well, he wasn't going to leave, I didn't think at first. And then I basically just went, you know you can leave. And he went, okay, I think I might. So he left and I never spoke to him again. That was great. So it wasn't, that was like mediocre mm. average kind of date. So you had a perfect first date, mm, that, digital dating date. And it crumbled. And then 
it's sort of just gone downhill. It has. Because, well, mm, in a way, it's yep. gone downhill. Because then the third guy... Yeah, I was going to say guy number three. What's happened there? Yeah. Let's touch on him briefly. What What should we call him? Bonsai? Yeah. So Bonsai, he... We went to, so I actually knew Bonsai. He went to a school in the area where I went to school. Not the same one, but it was in the area. And we all yeah, knew each other. he was a other. local boy. He was a local boy. And not long before he popped up on my hinge, here's another hinge, he must have posted a photo on Instagram. And I remember thinking, oh, like, you're actually, like, hot. Like, I didn't really realise that you were good looking. And I told one of our friends about it. I told her. And when he came up, I was like, oh, my God, Kay, like, look. Mm. And his brother as well worked at the local bolo. But he stole a chip off my plate and winked at me. (laughs) I think that was his way of trying to flirt with me. But anyway, so Bonsai and I organised a date and we were going to go to this bar that I had to book a deposit for, which I didn't tell him that I did that. I, yeah, rookie move. Yeah. Rookie move. And so, that's all right. Do you still have that? Yeah, I still have to go. Let's. Because it got to the night or the afternoon of the night we were going to go out and it was crap weather. I hadn't really heard from him and then he messages me and goes, hey, like, are you still keen for tonight? Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I just had the feeling that he was going to bail. So instead of, you know, acting like a psycho or getting the shit, I just said, you know what, like, all good. We can reschedule. There's more days in the year. (laughs) Like, no drama. And he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it. I think I'll be late. Mind you, it was like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and dinner was at 7. Who knows that at that point? Yeah, and then he was like... And we did the calculations. Like, he would have made it in time. 100%. And he was like, and then I have to get the train, and then I'll get wet. And I'm like, sook. (laughs) But I went, again... Typical male. Yeah, I'm like, don't worry, it's not a problem. And... Then I think because I was so calm and didn't really care, he sort of went, oh, she didn't react how I wanted her to. Mm -hmm. But my housemate said, I feel like he wanted you to say, oh, no, like, please come, like, almost beg him to come. Yeah, of course. So then because I was fine, he was like, oh, actually, like, I might be able to make it. I should be on time and I can bring an umbrella. And I was just like... I'm, you son of a bitch. I'm so off you now. Like, I have already decided I don't want to go. And I'd cancelled the booking so I didn't lose my deposit. Yeah. So then, yeah, so we cancelled. And he was like, damn, like, I really was looking forward to a drink. And I was like, well, you screwed this up. So don't. And I just went, again, we can catch up another time. All good. So then the next night, we all went out. Yeah. Us and our two friends that we'd met a couple of weeks prior. Yeah. The girls we talked about in the first episode. They're getting lots of mentions. They are. Because they're the best. That's they why. are. So we all went out and that was really fun. We had a really nice dinner. Yeah, that was nice. And then me and Joe had literally just come out of relationships. Yeah, it, came, it became a bit neg. Everyone, we were sitting yeah. at the bank hotel in Newtown all just like neg and it was mm-hmm. so busy and restrictions were still uh, one person by four metres squares. Yeah. So it was we not shoved in a little corner. A lot of capacity. And we figured out that, I mean, me and you were going to stay in the city, but they were the other go girls home. were going to go home and it was like buses replaced trains. Yeah, it was hate. Yep. And I, it just became a nightmare. It did. And I counted how many drinks I had had and I was like, look, I can drive. Yeah. So, Gab, do you mind? Are you going to stay out because your housemate was heading out? Or 
are you going to head to? Like, no, I'm going to head to. Yeah. It was the right decision. Yeah. So I came back and with them and they left, but I was drunk. This is a running theme of but this pod. Before we'd even gotten in the door, you were like, hold up. I don't even know what the name of those trees are, is coming over. <laughs> yeah. I must have done it in the Uber. I messaged Bonsai and I messaged this other guy that I had met on Tinder who I'm yet to meet up with. We always go, yeah, like, let's catch up and then he replies at like 2am and he's like I'm free (laughs) he's so weird and I'm asleep (laughs) yeah he's Canadian I'm pretty sure that guy Mm, Mr. Canada so he might he might come into the picture later but yeah so Bonsai had organised to come over and he lives about 45 minutes away an hour away and I didn't realise he'd been drinking I just assumed he was going to drive to mine and then he's like messaging me and I'm like, how are you messaging me? And he goes, oh, I'm in Uber. And I was like, I looked up how much the Uber was. It would have been like $60. I was like, oh my God, like that just made me stressed. Yeah. So then he got there, poured us glasses of red wine. I used my Hunter Valley red wine because I had nothing else. And we went up on my roof because I've got a really nice roof space and it was nice so you could see the city and we were watching the lights he was showing me the constellations he's got this like app on his phone and he was showing me like all the stars and stuff oh, and we were talking and then yeah one thing led to another three out of three um we slept together <laughs> and you haven't mentioned the spilt red wine yeah he put his red wine my room is not the biggest and he put his red wine like next to the door and i swung the door and whacked the wine and it went everywhere yeah. Which was not fun. No, but we just spilt red wine on we carpet. Ignored it and just kept on going. Doing it missed all my books from the library, which was good. Thank God. Yeah, because I didn't want to have to pay like a damage fee or something for that. So yeah, and probably some of the best sex I've had in a while. Really? Mm. Wow. My housemate told me the older you get, the more the guy wants you to enjoy it and wants to like focus on you finishing. Yeah. So he's probably one of the oldest guys I've had sex with and rings true again. He asked you a question. Oh. Will you share? Well, okay, I know what you're talking about. Before we had sex. And I, should I have gone through with it? Probably not. Did I do it anyway? Yes, because a girl wants what a girl wants. Exactly. He was We've got needs. We've got needs. And he said to me, he's like, I don't really do this. Like, I don't... Again, another one. I don't really do this. Far out. Boys in one night stands. Stop making them a big deal. They make it up. Well, this is what he said. He said, I've cheapened myself by doing this. That, I would have kicked him out. That's disgusting. I know. I should have. I should have. What boy, man, says that? I've cheapened myself after he's just spent $60 getting an Uber to your place and he's about to get in your pants. Yeah. But he says he's cheapened himself. I don't understand the mentality of one night stands, casual sex, casual dating as being cheap or dirty or whatever no it's not a bad thing it's just if Natural. i don't want to be committed with someone right now but it still doesn't mean i don't want to have sex so i'm going to have casual sex yeah. i'm going to casually date people online because it's the easiest way to meet people at the moment in a pandemic world and i don't see anything wrong with that at all and it's always the girl that gets put down for being openly sexual like that and openly knowing what they want like yes i don't want to be settled down but I still want to have 
relationships with men. And there is nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it so, at all. So, yes, on principle, I shouldn't have had sex with him. But on necessity, I did. Because he was there. I already had hyped myself up you to You were a little it. bit tipsy. And it paid off because it was really good sex. And he did a lot for me. I didn't even give him head. I love that. Yeah. And I hate giving head. Yeah. I've got the worst gag reflex. I, I know. When we were talking about this the other day, I'm like, oh. Yeah. My toothbrush makes me gag sometimes. (laughs) That's how bad mine is. But he slept over. It was the first time I'd ever had a guy. And you hated it. Yeah. Well, he was had he was like cuddling me. Had like his arm over my stomach. I was lying on my back, and I do not sleep on my back. So I tried to like move him and like roll over onto my side, and he like slid his arm under my neck, and I just went move your fucking arm, like (laughs) don't touch me. So then he like stayed away for the rest of the night, and then we woke up the next morning had sex again and then I was like I need to have a shower I just feel gross and I got up uh, I mean I got out of the shower and he was like up and he's like okay I'm leaving and I was like okay expecting him to get a train as that was what I expected the reason to be why he stayed over was to get a train and he got another uber I was like you could have gone home (laughs) you didn't have to sleep over (laughs) no but and um, he cheapened himself remember and he's just spent 120 dollars on a boot yeah cheap loser (laughs) But then we talked a couple of days after that, and then I haven't heard from him since. We were going to organise to see each other again, and then I just haven't heard from him. So is that a loss? I don't no, think so. I don't reckon. Yeah. We've got Mr. Canada coming up. Mm, hopefully he actually messages me at a reasonable hour that isn't 2 a.m. Yeah. Does, is that That's a red flag. So now that we've talked about your experiences, Gab, with digital dating and dating apps and what you've had from them so far, tell me what you like and you don't like about digital dating. Right. I reckon one of my favourite things about dating apps is you know what you can assume that everyone's intentions on that is I'm single and I'm looking for someone. Because I find, and I always hated this when I was in a relationship because I'm very bubbly and outgoing, a lot of people mistake that as flirting when you're out. Mm -hmm. And even if you were to approach someone out, you never 100% know if they're available or not. Yes. So I think dating apps sort of cut out that middle ground of, oh, like, should I approach them? Are they single? Or are they going to have a girlfriend who's Mm going to, like, chop my head off? So, are they married? Are they married? I look for okay. a ring now. Yeah, I know. We're at that age. Ooh. I was sitting at a Chinese restaurant, eyeing off a guy, and then boom, wedding ring. I was like, no. Shit. They're starting to drop off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I do like that you can expect or you can assume their intention is that they're available. And then... Something that you don't like. Something that I don't like. I think I don't like how impersonal it is. I find myself on Tinder, I'm just like swipe, 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 and I become really judgmental, and I'm like, no, 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 Mm. and it's just, you lose, I guess, the romantic side of meeting someone, I feel, and quite honestly, I don't, I cannot picture how you meet someone on a dating app, I've never gotten to that point where I feel like I could go further with someone from a dating app. Like, I know you've had, like, two boyfriends from I have. Apps. I've had two boyfriends. Do you just loss. know from, like, the first date that, like, this is going to be something more? No. I hated both of them. Oh, really? I 
finished up on the first date and I was like, well, we're never going to see them again. Mm. And one lasted eight months and the next two and a half years. Yeah. But I mean, look, they've both fizzled out. So is like, that's <laughs> is it worth something. It? Yeah. Mm. I just, I just, I just don't seem to be able to get over the first date. I, I can never progress to the second date. I haven't been able to do that so far. Maybe you should stop sleeping with them. And see what happens. You know what? I actually watched a TikTok of this. I'm a big TikToker, so I'll probably reference it a lot. Not making videos, just watching. And they said, having sex on a first date versus, like, having sex three months in. I feel like that, well, basically what they were trying to say was, you might as well just do it on the first date. Ah. So you can just weed out if it's going to be good or bad. Because, say, date number two, what do we call him? Pinball. Say Pimble and I didn't wait it for three months, yeah. had more dates, and then we had sex and it was like, okay, is that yeah. it? And then it fizzled out there. Well, I've just waited three months to fizzle it out. True. So I don't think having sex on the first date should jeopardise the longevity of a relationship. No, of if course. it was going to be a good long-term relationship, having sex on the first date shouldn't Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, no. Well, with both of those Tinder boys, I waited. Right. So both of them didn't sleep with on the first date and... And the first boyfriend, he he would have only been a couple of weeks in, but the first time we tried to have sex, he couldn't get a heart on. Oh. Yeah. And you stayed. And I stayed. Mm. I think it was nerves, but I stayed. And then, yeah, past boyfriend, that was like two months. Yeah. It's like a solid eight weeks in. Maybe I need to try it because... But I, I agree with you. I think sex needs to just not be so... Taboo. Yes, taboo. And I think, go for it. Who cares? It is what it is. It's such a, yes. it's such a biological thing that we do. Exactly. I know we do it for reproduction, but we are we designed to enjoy it. Pleasure. Yeah. We have those organs and those exactly. sensory... Like I discovered the other day, so you know how you have erogenous zones... Sure. Yep. Okay, so basically it's just like areas of your body that heighten sexual pleasure and you you feel good when they're touched. Yeah. So my hips, I didn't know if... It, and it's only happened twice and both times it's happened it's been with guys that I've enjoyed having sex with. So it's obviously mm. all correlating, but if they touch my hips a certain way, it actually aches so bad but it feels so good wow it full like almost makes me double over like how much it makes me ache wow yeah and i was so like you found your soft spot almost yeah so the first time it happened i was like okay like is there something wrong with me like am i having a cramp and then the second time it happened i was like okay no like this is actually my body going give it to me <laughs> <laughs> So now, yes. back onto the don't. What you don't like exactly about dating apps. It just seems really sterile yeah. to me. It just, I don't know. Like, there, I guess there is, I think everyone wants that Hallmark movie moment. They want that special love story of, you know, we cross paths. It's not going to happen. The, it's not going to happen like that. A girl not can dream. in 2021. No. We can't travel. Yeah. We. But actually, that has been, I guess, the benefit of dating apps is during a time where we couldn't go anywhere and we couldn't see anyone, you still could make connections. And then once we were allowed to start leaving, that's when you could meet people. Like, I think I still got to feel like I was dating during the COVID pandemic without actually having to go anywhere. So that is actually a benefit of dating apps, which is very unique to the world we live in now. But I think as well, I think I'm really picky and I have some rules when I use dating apps 
on who I swipe on. Really? Yeah. So first one is they cannot have my ex's name. I get that. Yeah. I just, it weirds me out a lot. And it literally, they could be bloody a Hemsworth brother and I would still swipe left mm-hmm. because... I just cannot handle the same name as my ex. Either of my exes, but one of my exes has a really quite unique, unique name. name so yeah. he He's not going to come around all no, the time. Really. And then my next one is if they've got like a selfie with no shirt on. I just find that horrible. And it has to be a selfie of them taking themselves. Yeah. So not a photo of, like, someone's taking a photo of them and they don't have a shirt on, that's fine. It's like a self-portrait. Yeah, like, in a mirror, shirt Um, off, in the bathroom. Yeah. And then this one's probably a bit, this one's quite judgmental and quite elitist, I guess, of me, (laughs) but... I am more attracted, I'll swipe right more frequently on people with degrees. Like, if you've got a picture of yourself in your graduation gown, which I do on mine, I will swipe, like, I will more likely swipe right on you. Because then a tradie. Yeah. And then... What if they're, like, like a suit and tie boy, but they just have a corporate job with no title uh, or degree? See, I could probably be persuaded by that because I would expect you to have a degree. I think because I have my degree, I'm sort of like, I want someone who has experienced what it's like to have a degree. Yeah. It's sort of become a bit of a... It's not that I would totally disregard a tradie, but I've just become a little bit snobby. Uh, do you know what? It's not snobby. Yeah, it's just, I just feel like we can relate better. And do you know what? I think so too. You'd be on more of a same level. Yeah, that's what I guess I'm assuming. And because your degree as well is a big, you know, you're not doing just a little fluffy degree. You've done a a major degree. degree. Yeah. And then something else that I do on my dating apps is I had this photo of myself, bit of a thirst trap, like my boobs looked good, my body looked good. And if anyone, because on Hinge and Bumble, you can react to specific photos and I didn't know this. Yeah. So you can actually react to specific things and say, oh, this was what I liked the most. So if anyone reacted to that thirst trap photo, I would swipe left because I just feel their intentions are probably going to be more superficial and as much as I'm not looking for something serious I'm also not just looking for someone who use you for your body. just wants to use me yeah so that's another thing that I've done I like that one mm. and then good this one wasn't even trying but I had a question on hinge and it was what's your most irrational fear and I answered what is it what is your most irrational fear bananas I'm so scared of bananas and everyone who knows me knows that it's it's so strange it started when I was like in preschool yeah Yeah, I just have this vivid memory of a kid eating a banana and it just it made me go vomit in the little kitty toilet and ever since then I cannot the smell texture nothing the look the look oh I just it scares me so much so I had that and oh my god the reaction I got from that question was insane I did not expect anyone to care I had guys I had almost every guy go what like what happened why are you scared of bananas I had some guys like make it sexual and make it really gross and then they were just so fascinated about why I was scared about bananas it was almost like they thought if I was scared of bananas I'd be scared a penis a penis which I'm not at all well a little bit they can be a bit scary they can be a bit daunting (laughs) but no I'm just like genuinely terrified (laughs) 
So there is one last thing, Gabs, that I want to ask you before we wrap this episode up. Just like a little a bonus for our listeners. And that is, what is the most insane place that you have done the deed? Ooh, yeah. There's one that I can think of off the top of my head that's quite a crack up. And it was at a Christmas party of mine at an old job, which is always a good start to the story. And like six weeks prior to that, I'd injured my foot and they don't really know what I did. I got like crash tackled at a party and I was in a boot. My foot was stuck hyperextended and I was in a boot and crutches for like six weeks. And then in between that, I had surgery booked in for like a year. So I had pretty extensive surgery. So my Christmas party was the first time that I drunk for a while. And, and you'd been on some painkillers. And I'd been on like endone and some good stuff. And it was at Jones Bay Wharf in the in the function rooms there. And they had people walking around with wine and just like you'd get halfway and they'd just fill up your glass. So I had absolutely no idea where I was at. And I'm, like, hobbling around because my foot still wasn't, like, completely good. I'm dressed in 80s, like, fluoro clothes because it was themed. Yeah. And got really pissed. And there was, like, a courtesy bus to take us back home. But me and my 2IC store manager at the time, we decided to go to the casino with some other stores, like, other people from other stores. And this manager of mine was in love with me. So... He took me to the Star Casino and I was still, like, I was drinking more at the casino. Ended up just kind of, like, stumbling onto these two guys that worked at another store and was chatting to them for ages. And then I think, like, it's pretty blurry, but I'm pretty sure I kissed him. And then I remember him saying, no, we can't do this in front of our colleagues. Understandable. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, at least you're rational. But I was like, I need to go to the bathroom before we go anywhere. So I go to the bathroom. I'm sitting there, like, room spinning, like, eyes closed. Like, I was so drunk. drunk. And all of a sudden, I hear, like, someone winging. But it's, like, a boy wee. You know how that sounds different? (laughs) It's loud. It's It's loud. It's very like Yeah. It's thick. (laughs) And I was like, hang on. Don't tell me. I'm sitting in the boys' toilets. So I was. I was I'd walked into the boys' toilet. No, Gabby. No one stopped me. Clearly no one was there. But I heard someone using a urinal. That's what I'd heard. So you didn't even see the urinal when you walked in? No, I didn't even see the urinal. Like, that's how drunk I was. Oh, my gosh. So you're in the Star Casino. You've just walked into the men's toilets. Yeah. Sat down, the room's spinning, and you start to hear a guy pissing next to you. So I'm like, how am I going to get out of this? Like, what am I going to do? So I was like, you just got to lay it. You just got to lay it out. So I just opened the door and ran. And the girls' toilet was literally next door. It was, like, where it splits off. I know So exactly. I ran into the girls' toilet, and there was some other people from my work, other stores again, there. And I was like, oh, my God, I was just in the boys' toilet. <laughs> so then I end up going back to this guy, and he takes me outside. Mind you, I was very drunk, but I knew what I was doing. It wasn't... It was very consensual. So we're sitting on this bench on the wharf, facing the wharf, and I'm, like, straddling him, and... Can I just tell you where you were Yeah, is Google. What? Their headquarters? That is their headquarters <gasps> in Sydney. Absolutely not. Yep. And oh. and it's not branded. You would not know yeah. that it was I feel like Google. I would have noticed that. Yeah. So it's not branded unless you're someone like me and you work in the right area. there. Yeah. That's Google's building. 
That is insane. So, well, now I've had sex on a wharf and in front of Google. So, double whammy there. But yeah, so then we just kind of like went into this. It was it was like a Wednesday. That's how we got away with it because it was a quiet night. Mm. So we kind of just tucked ourselves in this little like nook. And then... Was the wharf shaking? The wharf not like suspended. It is kept there i actually thought that the next day what if there's do you know that every morning so google itself have security guards and every morning that i walk past there they are having a meeting like i'm talking dogs and everything but yeah so then we followed each other on instagram and he went home he lived like north Sydney, somewhere in North Sydney, and I lived South Sydney. And then the next day I went to, lucky I screenshotted a couple of his photos and sent them to people because the next day I went to look at his profile and he blocked me. And now I'm unblocked and he has a girlfriend. So now I'm like, hmm, was he talking to her? I don't know. (gasps) Potentially. Mm. Could have been in the early stages of a relationship. Yeah. It's it's one for the memory books, I think, that one. Yeah, you had sex. Oh, I lost my phone too and we had to go find it. I'd left it on the bench that we started at, then we wandered off, and then we came back, and I went to, like, ring someone, and I didn't have my phone, and we had to go find it. Oh, Oh my God, I might have his number because of that, because he rang it. Oh. Oh, maybe I should go find it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, don't go stepping on any other girl's toes. Yeah, no, of course. But So, yeah, you, a wharf, quite literally, on Google's headquarters, pretty much. I love that. I didn't know about the Google headquarters. And you, so that seriously, adds... you wouldn't because there is no signage. Yeah, right. None whatsoever. Okay, so rapid fire to wrap up the app. Give me, give me some of yours. <sighs> I used to have a bucket list. Oh, I know. And tell was, me, tell me some you ticked off. So a Ferris wheel. Yep, with a, with another couple. In the same carriage, yes. Yeah. Shout out to you, Kirst. <laughs> uh, a roof, only because that was like on. I feel like that'd be so uncomfortable. It was horrible. Yeah, like horrible. Some and and on a main road. How? How did you do it on a main road? I I don't even I don't even want to know. I don't want to think about it. I you, only remember like, that it's tonight. It's like sex chicken. Yes. <laughs> seriously, seriously, it is. Um, well, that does get the heart pumping. Yeah, I mean, there's. Too many to go yeah. through. Yeah. Wedding cake rock. Oh, romantic. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> dangerous and romantic. It wasn't Very dangerous. On, Lots wasn't of elements. on wedding cake rock. Nearby. Nearby. That was, the, that was the scene. But still, Alana. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with me? But you have yeah. to say your full name because you're in trouble. Yeah, I am in trouble. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in trouble with myself. Yeah. But yeah, that bucket list, that... Had a lot of ticks in maybe, a lot of places. Maybe we could go through that one day. I don't have it anymore. Oh no. I know. Maybe we can make a new one. But on that note, I think we should wrap up episode two with some words of wisdom from our girls in Sex in the City. And I've tried to pick someone that isn't Carrie this time I to like spread the that. love. Uh, so we've got some. Good advice, or it's not really advice, it's more just such is life from Miss Samantha Jones. Mm. And she says, the good ones screw you, the bad ones screw you, and the rest don't know how to screw you. Which, like... That is digital dating in a nutshell. It is. And from my experience and Alana's experience, 
Overall, it's not too bad. No, we've had flings. We've yeah. had relationships. There's a lot of potential, I think. And yep. I actually love the people that are able to make something out of digital dating and out of dating apps because I feel like it's such a modern thing. It's such a modern love story to meet on dating apps. So I, I hope one day maybe it happens for me. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But... Yeah, I also hope you got a bit of a kick out of some of the things we've gotten up to in our day. Aye, aye, aye. Mm, but I think I'll catch you on the flip side, Lance. Uh, definitely, Gabs. We will catch you on the flip side in the next episode. 